whistle is blowing, and that signals another episode of the Entrepreneur's Locker Room Chat with a Champion. Your host, Steve Brosman, a former national track champion, multi-Amazon best-selling author, and successful entrepreneur, interviews leaders in their field to give you the tips, shortcuts, and strategies to help you change the game you play. And now your host, Steve Brosman. Yes, that is right. The whistle has blown and boy, do we have a chat with a champion for you today. One of our international guests, Jake Ballantyne. Welcome along, buddy. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad the whistle is blown and we can be in the locker room. Sensational. Now, just a little bit about Jake before we get going. And I'm going to start with your, the actual founder of the Speaker Author Coaches Network. And when you hear what Jake does, he lives what he says because he is an author of the, uh, the book, uh, Your Number One Goal. He's actually co-authored a book with the man himself, Jay, uh, Jack Canfield. I was going to, say, going to say another Jake, but Jack Canfield. <laughs> and that's all about living the success principles, not just reading them, not just putting them down, but living the success principles. So that's an awesome book to get hold of. The network is growing like crazy, but you are an award-winning speaker and you've spoken on hundreds of places right across America and, and branching out international. I better stop there, otherwise we won't get time to talk, mate. Uh, so <laughs> welcome along and we're going to touch on a little bit of your story and background and how you got to where you are now. If you can just uh, tell us a little bit about that, buddy. Sure. I mean, my, my background, it started out as, so I, I, I'm formerly a professional musician and I was performing all over the Western United States. And uh, it's not like I was ever a big musician. I just was performing and that was my, that was my living. The places I was making a living were places that I did not spend a lot of time during my personal time. Places like bars, kind of dingy, just just dingy places. And I got into music. Um, I got into music as a performer for the purpose of promoting a positive message. That that's what music is about for me. That's what I like about it. It being a tool for communication. And after a while, I didn't feel like entertaining drunk people was doing that. And like, and if that's something you like to do, that's fine. But that's not my style. That's not what I do. I don't spend time in bars. That's, that's just not where I like to be. And um, so I, I, after about two years of doing it, I started, it started to really weigh on me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to get my degree. I went back to school and I got my degree in psychology. I was planning on getting a master's in counseling and I was going to be a, a counselor. And then I just had this idea. I said, what if I, I've, I've always been a good speaker ever since I was a kid. It's just, just something that comes naturally to me. And I said, well, what if I, you know, use kind of this speaking idea? I didn't know speaking was a career you could get into. I thought if you, if you didn't have a Super Bowl ring, you couldn't be a speaker. That, that, I didn't know that it was something that you could do. Um, now, I obviously know that, that anyone can do that if they have a story and have value to share. But uh, I just had this idea, well, what if I started speaking, I combined speaking and music in high schools and promoted, promoted a positive message there. And I thought it was going to be a hobby. I thought it was something I was just doing uh, just to give back to the community and, and help these kids. And I started doing it and I loved it. It was so much fun. I loved it. I started doing it at a couple schools before somebody finally asked the question, what do you charge? And I had no idea. <laughs> what, do you mean, what do I charge? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I was just doing this for fun. And then after that question came, 
I learned that there was a whole industry behind this. There was a whole world behind it. I went out and I got a mentor. I found someone who was doing it and doing it very well and learned everything that I could from them. And at that point, yes, I still finished my, my bachelor's degree in psychology, but at that point I decided I am not going to move forward. I'm not going to go be a counselor. I'm going to be a speaker because I knew that this, this brought in every single uh, strength of mine into one place. I fell in love with it right then and there. And I just put two feet in and I said, this is what I'm doing. And, uh, that career has morphed and gone to different places ever since then, but I have not looked back since that one day. It all started with that one question, what do you charge? It's a big thing and I'm blessed as well, but for so many people out there, the real goal and dream is actually to live and do and get paid well for what you're passionate about and yes. the music and also helping the kids and also now adults. Is, is one of the biggest things that I know, uh, having known you for a little while now, that you are definitely yeah. passionate about. And that first time, you, you were a performer and you loved speaking, but that first time jumping up on, you know, out of a high school stage onto a, a bigger stage, how did that feel for you? And, and uh, we're going to talk about different ways of overcoming fears of speaking, but what are some of the tricks that you use to get onto uh, you know, when you're just about to walk on stage? Yeah, so it's interesting that you say that, you know, I've, I've gone in front of, so the big, biggest audience I've spoken in front of is 5,000 people. And that, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big audience. Um, but the first time I spoke in front of a really big audience, uh, it was actually, it was a high school. And I had no idea going into it. I, you know, most high schools, maybe I'll split it up into two assemblies and I'll, I'll do you know, maybe 700 at a time or something like that. And for whatever reason, I just didn't know the size of this school. I walked in the school. It looked like a normal auditorium or a normal gym, like a kind of, I mean, it was big, but still kind of normal. And they had me set up all like, so here's the, the bleacher seats. And then here's the floor of the basketball gym. And they're setting me up on this other wall. And I'm like, guys, you want me to be closer? I, I can't be this far away. And this was like five minutes before they're going to come in. And they say, oh, no, it's going to go all the way to this line. And I'm like, how many students do you have? And they told me you have 2,500 students. <laughs> and, and I went like, oh, my gosh. Like, and I'd only been speaking for like a year at this point, maybe less than a year. And I went, there's going to be 2,500 people walking into this room in five minutes. And I had no idea. And so, actually, I think I was really blessed in that situation because I didn't I didn't have the, the time to get scared. I didn't have the time to overanalyze it. And I didn't have the time to get worked up about, oh, I, I better do something different because there's all these people there. And what I actually learned from it is that people are people. And if you're in front of 50 people or you're in front of 5,000 people, it's not that different. What matters is connection. And what I realized is, is actually I shouldn't be doing something different. I should be focusing on individuals and a, a good speech is not one to 500, it's one to one times 500. And so I just said, okay, I'm gonna just do what I know I can do, and I'm gonna do my very best, and I'm gonna connect with individuals in the audience. And I did the same thing, and it went great, and then I realized from that point forward, whenever I have that, that big, you know, really big audience, which oftentimes I do, I, I don't treat it differently. I just treat it as I'm here to make a connection of one to one, times 2000 
times 3,000, times 500, whoever, however many people are there, and focus on connections rather than a group. Because when you're connected, when you're trying to speak to a group, it becomes very impersonal. And you look at the best speakers in the world, even though you never had a com- you never spoke to them. When you get off the stage, you feel like you know them because you feel like you had a conversation with them. And that's the same goes for like radio personalities, podcasters, any of those kind of people, the ones who are the best, they're the people that you feel like are your best friend, even though you've never actually met them. There are so many nuggets in there. <laughs> I, I just kind of went off. Apart and highlight and things like that. It was all, you can tell that you coach speaker training because you just articulated so many different ways that people can get it right and so many people, ways they can get it wrong because um, you know, I've spoken for many years as well and what you're saying is just so true. But you and I know that we can go and watch somebody and we can watch a group of speakers and we can tell where somebody's just up there doing a performance and there's a blank wall in front of them and it feels as if there's a barrier, that there is no connection. But whether it's one or whether it's 100,000 people you're right. The good speakers can make you feel is if you're the one person in the room and, and that's the art of connection. And there's going to be a lot of people out there listening to this that think, okay, I've got a business. I'm a coach. I may have a book. Um, I, I want to start speaking. What is the first thing that I do need to do if I'm going to start speaking and really take this seriously, whether it's just to promote their business or just to make an impact and make a difference, what would you guide somebody through that for those first steps? The, the best thing to start off with is actually to start off small. Start where you're at. Start getting some experience. Start uh, getting in front of people. And I don't care if it's 10 people in a living room. I don't care if it's a small meetup group or your buddy's business who's a manager of a sales organization or whatever, or you have a friend who's a teacher at a school. I don't care what it is. When you first start out, uh, realize that, that speaking is a skill. You might be great at speaking. Maybe it's something you're already used to, but most people struggle with it at first. Even if they have a natural inclination, they need to get stage time. So at the beginning, just just figure out how to get on stage. And so start with the people you know. Who do you know that can help you get on stage? Who do you know? Are there, are there people that you know in your life who, are, uh, who, who own a company, who manage a company, who work at a school, uh, who run an a entrepreneur's group, whatever that is? Don't think that anything is too small for you because at the beginning, all you want is stage time. All you want is testimonials. All you want is experience and it's going to grow from there. But also you never know who's in the audience. You know, you might, you might be at some local group. I mean, here's a great example. I was talking with a friend of mine who uh, is pretty big in the, the corporate training world. He doesn't really do large kind of things. He does training at, at companies and organizations uh, all throughout the state of California. And I asked him how he started, what was his approach? And he said that his approach at the beginning was, was volunteering to speak at charity organizations. He spoke at these charities because he figured these are donor meetings. Donors have money. They probably run companies and organizations. And so he just spoke for free and then started having conversations with these people and built up relationships. So there's so many places you can go from that. But one, one tip, just start where you're at. Ask who you know that can get me in front of an audience. I don't care if it's 5, 50, 500. 
Just go find out who you know and start speaking. Again, a couple of great nuggets in there is you just don't know who was in the audience. And I'll share one with you. And I have done a lot in the health and fitness industry. And I remember in Sydney one day I was actually doing a kids activity training program for um, adult kids fitness instructors. And there was a guy that walked in with a suit and he was sitting at the back. And then all of a sudden he started jumping up, started doing the activities and getting it. You know, greater and greater involvement in there. And he ended up by dribbling mess in his suit and his jacket was off, his tie was off and all sorts of things. And he came up to it and we had a meeting and he basically offered me a deal that big that I sold my health club, moved into state for the deal that he was offering just because he was in the audience. Hmm. And, and those That's amazing. Yeah, can and do and will happen. Now, on topics, here's, here's a question and a thought process, and particularly for starting out. What about somebody looking at what their topic should be and how should they actually include things that they're passionate about and truly believe in helping them get their message across um, easier? Is that something you'd be you know, sitting down with them and say, listen, you know, what are you going to be talking on and how can we make it that it's as real and as easy for you to talk about? Totally. Um, I mean, we, there's a lot of things that go into that. And you got to start out with what's, you, what's your goal? What are you doing here? What's the purpose behind speaking? Because you could be speaking for the purpose of promoting your business. You could be speaking for the purpose of bringing in coaching clients. You could be speaking as a paid speaker. Um, now, you can be paid to speak for those other things too, but it's what's the end goal. And so that's going to be a little bit different depending on what you're trying to, to accomplish. So that, that has to be the first question. But once you understand that, once you understand what your goal is, I would rather people actually think about who is the audience and who are you speaking to and what do they want? Like what do they want to hear? Now, your passion's should be a part of that and let those passions uh, come out. I always tell people uh, to you know, a Venn diagram, you know, you got the three different circles that go together. I take three different circles. One of them being, what do I want to speak about? The other one being, what do people want to hear? And then the third one being, which, what, what topics can I speak about that are going to help my bottom line and bring in money? Brilliant. And Brilliant. whatever's in the middle there, Whatever's in the middle, there might be several different things, but that's where you should focus to where it's you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, what's the point? If they don't want to hear it, then you're not going to have any success either. And even if you want to do it and they want to do it, if you're not making any money doing it, then you're not going to have very much success in your business. So, Jake, you touched on a thing there, which is the title of your book, Your Number One Goal. So, in, in just a couple of minutes, what's the over, overview of the book and what's the basis of your number one goal? When it comes down to it, most people have, you know, 27 goals they're trying to achieve at one time and, and we all know that, that that doesn't really work. And so, what I take my coaching clients through, I run a workshop on this and then put it all in. This book is basically... This is basically my one-day workshop is what this book is. And what it is, is it starts off with, let's start with long-term vision. You know, what do you really want to accomplish over the next three to five years? And then throughout the book, uh, I break people down. I have them break down this. I put them through a process to break down exactly what they want and steps to get there. Steps to get there all the way down to what is that one thing that's going to do the most 
towards getting you towards that goal? What's the one thing that's going to move the line the furthest? Right. And you could do a bunch of different things, but I say, let's focus on the thing that's going to make every other goal that you have easier. And when you focus on that, everything else becomes easier. Also studies just show when you're, when you're across the board on multiple goals, you, your chances go down. People say, can I focus on this and this and this? Sure, you can do whatever you want, but statistics show that the more goals you have, the least likely you are to achieve them. But if you focus on one at a time uh, and you're, you're laser focused on it, it's amazing what you can do. Excellent, excellent. Um, now, I've got the saying that uh, there is the holy trinity of authority marketing. Videos is the fastest way to be seen as a leader and authority in your marketplace. Book is the most powerful and speaking is the most lucrative. Uh, you've pulled them all together in your speaker, author, coaches and network. Now, somewhere along the line, if, if there is a coach out there and, and they really want to accelerate their business, um, I pretty well know the answer to this, but I want to ask your opinion. How powerful is it to have your own book? Oh, I think it's incredibly powerful. I mean, it's, it's amazingly powerful what it does just, just puts you as an authority. And, you know, when you meet somebody, you know, I just went to a conference this past, it was a Jack Canfield event, met hundreds of people at it. And when you meet someone and they're say, I mean, just think about the difference. I'm, I'm writing a book versus this is my book. And when people see that, they immediately go, oh, wow, this person's an authority. And they just see it. And uh, I think it's, it's incredibly powerful, sets you up as an expert, and it just does it immediately. From the moment you meet someone, if you can put a book in someone's hand, uh, that just has a huge impact. As a coach and as a speaker, having the book in the middle is, is a massive, powerful tool. And certainly for those that are listening to this and you know, wanted to get into speaking, wanted to take their coaching business to a whole new level, a book is very powerful. But also... As somebody wanting to break into speaking, how powerful would it be to have a book and to send off to uh, different people that you want to speak in front of? Absolutely. Now, one thing is I, I wouldn't tell people to wait because a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to wait until I get my book to start. Don't do that. Don't wait. But at the same time, when you have a book to send to people, it's a big deal. You know, I, I, I don't care. You know, the speaking fees are high enough to where I can afford to send out I mean, I send out hundreds of copies of my book uh, so that, you know, I send out hundreds of copies of my book for free just for marketing. You know, mm -hmm. it's free to them. I'm paying for it, paying for the book. I'm paying for shipping, doing all that because I know that the, the return on investment, it, it's actually, it has been the highest uh, ROI of any marketing I've ever done from, uh, you know, sending out brochures hiring people to make phone calls, uh, doing things like emails, doing uh, phone calls myself, doing all of those kinds of things. Nothing has been a return on investment as high as sending out my book. And that's both on actual money that maybe I'm paying someone else or spending on marketing materials. Uh, nothing's been higher in terms of money, but nothing's also been higher in terms of time. Uh, it has been the most effective marketing tool as a speaker I've ever used and ever seen. There's two things I'm going to pull apart from there because there's some great, great things in there. And I just got a, a comment on LinkedIn from uh, somebody who viewed my profile and knew that I had a book. And their question was, how much money are you making from selling your book on Amazon? 
which to me is the wrong question because uh, absolutely I can't remember who who said it. It might have been Dan Kennedy. You don't make money from your book; you make money from having your book. And yeah. what you're doing and sending it out is is a fantastic is a fantastic door opener. Now, not waiting. Um, one of the things because we help people write their books, and if somebody's actually got a talk, one of the best and quickest ways that uh, we encourage them if they're doing their talk, I get it videoed, then get it transcribed, and then just get it edited. That's you got a book. That's your book. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Yeah, you got a book. And especially when you think about it, you're not writing, you know, the, the next great American novel. I mean, you're not, you're not writing this masterpiece kind of thing. You're writing something that you want people to be able to see and understand and go, great, this guy knows what he's talking about. This, this woman knows what she's talking about. That's what you want. You want something physical you can give to people. I mean, sometimes I just give it out as a PDF and people are amazed. Whoa, when I see ebook, I think a 15-page thing that's mostly filled with pictures and then they get a 125-page book and they go, "Wow, that's so generous." And I go, "Well, what's the difference to me? Like it's not like it's not like it cost me anything." And <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, I'm I don't talking about yeah, a PDF, it's nothing. <laughs> and I'm just thinking like for me, it's a scarcity mindset. I've heard people, I had a conversation with someone this week and I told them to send out their book to potential clients that could, could hire you. And they said, well, I don't want to do that. I want to sell my book. And I go, all right, you can make less money. That's fine. That, that's fine. If you want to make less money, go for it. Try to sell the book. See how that goes. Yeah. I look, I go to my website for sale, but my, the number of books that go out the door compared to the number that I sell has got to be it's almost a thousand to one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm not saying don't sell your book. I'm not saying yeah. don't sell it, but I'm saying that that like uh, the place I sell the most books is at speaking events. You know, I'll, I sell a lot of books at the back of the room. Uh, and also, if you're if you have a book that fits into the industry, like I have a book that's specifically for youth leaders. It's not even a book that I market. You can't find it online. It's a book that I have just for youth leaders. When I go to a youth uh, speaking, like a youth leadership event. And I sell that book in bulk before I even show up. I mean, they'll buy, I mean, there's been times where people have bought, you know, buy 500 copies of the book before I even show up. And that's on top of speaking fees. Then I'll go there, you know, if they bought it before, then they have them all. But, you know, sometimes I'll go and I'll sell a couple hundred books because it's specifically to that market. And everything that you've said there is, is it's marketing 101, but people forget it. They just think, oh, well, speaking and books and, and you know, just think about it that way. But it is marketing 101, a very specific targeted message to people that are willing to pay and want to hear it. The other, the great thing that you said there that is you do sell at the back of the room. You do sell because they've had a taste of you. Well, how mm -hmm. can they get more of you? A, possibly come and do some of your work in your workshops, but B, I want to take you know, Jake home with me. So they go and buy the book and it's people forget to put the whole package together and being introduced to the stage as the author or the Amazon best-selling author or the whatever just positions you as you walk on the stage so much better than just being introduced. Now, there's going to be people out there that are listening to this. So they may be coaches and they're thinking, well, how can I use speaking to leverage and grow my business? Is it worth the effort and overcoming my fears, which is possibly a little bit more painful, 
to actually jump to the next level and move from being a coach to a speaker? What would you say to them and potential uh, the return on investment for them? Totally. Uh, how much time and money do you spend on marketing? Think about that. Because you can look at, you don't need to be a, a keynote, like a paid keynote speaker. That, that's, that's not the only way of being, because that's a whole different world. When you're a paid speaker, you're not, you're there to speak to their audience. You're there to, um, you're there to help them with their goals. And that's a little different world. But, you know, if you can get in front of your ideal audience, just think about how much money, how much money would it cost you to get 500 people to sit through a 45-minute presentation that you give in terms of like on a webinar? How much money would that cost you? And then think about how much more effective it is when you're in person and they get to see you and they get to have all those things. Uh, this is a world where we're getting so much value from it. If you can communicate to people in front of them, I, I think it's the most valuable skill that there is in the world. I don't think there's anything more valuable than being able to speak and communicate in front of an audience. I can't think of anything that has a higher return on investment except maybe uh, I mean, maybe if you can, you know, if you can pitch a baseball a hundred miles an hour, okay, that's a, that's better. Uh, in terms of, uh, uh, a, a skill and an ROI, but, um, it is described as the most, uh, lucrative skill. And, and that's what I, I've got in mind is the most lucrative way. That you I think it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it just comes down to sure. You can, you cannot do all those things if that's if that's if you don't want to do it then don't do it you know but if it's something that you want to you want to take your game to the next level you want to be in front of people you want to be seen as an expert at a whole different level speaking is the way to go and when it comes to being lucrative i mean it's incredible what i saw this past week of how much money was made at this conference i mean i had a great time and some amazing breakthrough experiences in my personal life but from the aspect of i was there as an attendee but i was also there watching what was going on in the back of the room and it was amazing how much money was made from a 73 year old man speaking on a stage i mean it was unbelievable what was made and what's possible there and you're not going to start out there, but that's what's possible. I went and it was nearly 20 years ago that I decided that I wanted to get back into speaking because in the fitness industry, I was traveling the world speaking, did some other work. And I thought, you know, I just really want to get back. And I thought I'd go into keynote book, et cetera. Yeah. A few thousand dollars a talk, sell a few books. That'd be great. And it just happened that a, a pitch fest, came to Sydney and it was, it was a dead set mm -hmm. pitch fest. It was the yeah. marketing pitch fest way back in the day. And there was three days of that. And then Pam said, Oh, they got a speaker one two days after it. Yeah, you should go to that. I'm, yeah. Okay, cool. I saw people there that was just ridiculous. One guy made $450,000 in two 90 minute pitches. It's amazing. And it's just like, uh, that's incredible. Know, this is a whole new world. And as much as, um, I hope I'm much more authentic and, uh, and genuine, but I don't love those kind of events, but yeah. it's just showing you what's possible. They're, they're, they're gone. But if you influence and inspire for the right reasons, you, you can make significant amounts of money. And it was just, okay, here's a whole new way of helping people because 
if they actually do click on a webinar or they turn up to your event or they do something, they've actually come to you with a need. Yep. And if you inspire them enough to show them what is possible and influence them in the right way, they say, you know what, get off your butt, do something, here's what can happen, then that is when, it, A, it's very satisfying and you get yes. to work with some great people, but it's also extremely lucrative. Put it this way, uh, a few months ago, maybe this was six months ago, I just heard Russell Brunson, creator of ClickFunnels, uh, I heard about this from his podcast, he talked about it in a, you know, this is a big event, but he spoke at uh, Grant Cardone's 10X conference. In a 90-minute presentation, he sold $3 million. In the, and he said that wasn't contracts, that was collected. That was collected money. That wasn't with payments over the next 12 months. That was he sold, he collected $3 million after a 90-minute presentation. Now, I'm nowhere close to that, and maybe someday <laughs> I will. I've never seen that kind of money. Uh, but I'm just saying that's what's possible, and uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, we're going to start heading down the home straight here. And I'm hoping that the people that have listened to this have been inspired to say, you know what, there is another world out there. And I do have, if you're coaching somebody and you're actually helping people, you do have a message. And to me, there's a right, yep. <laughs> almost an obligation that if you are helping totally. somebody, you've got an obligation to help more people. And yes. whether it's through a book or whether it's through speaking, it's a way of getting your message out there. So before we get into the, the Fast and Furious five, which are the last final five questions that we, we get into, what, what message, that one step for somebody that's just sitting on the fence and getting splinters in their bum, what one, one inspirational message can you give somebody to say, look, just get out and do it? Here's, I'll talk about my very first speech. I, when I told that story at the beginning, I glossed over the fact that I thought about doing this and then I waited almost a year before I actually took action on it. And in that year, I learned a lot and studied a lot and like I had this idea of speaking in front of people. And remember at the time, I didn't even think it was going to be a career, but there was some fright about it. There was some fear. And then I finally did it. And in those 45 minutes on that stage, I learned more than I had learned over the last year of thinking about it and practicing and doing that. So don't wait, don't uh, sit around, don't wait till it's perfect. Just, just start today and just figure out, that's why I said start where you're at and just start speaking. I didn't wanna give people a big long to-do list or something that might be challenging. I want people to be in front of people as soon as possible because you're gonna learn more from any stage time, I always say that it's 100 to 1 in terms of, of effectiveness of hours. Uh, one hour on stage is worth 100 hours of practicing in front of a mirror. So Absolutely. get out and just do it. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, just, just, just get out there and actually do it. So we've got a few quick questions here that we're, uh, we're going to go through. Just a little bit more of the insights behind Great. the Jake that we've got here. What non-business, sport or activity, would you like to be the champion of? Uh, I want to take the Los Angeles Dodgers to their first World or win their first World Series in over 30 years. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, they haven't called me yet, so I'm still waiting by the phone. <laughs> awesome, awesome. What one personal thing would you want people to know about you so they could understand you just that little bit better? Um, I have a 
almost 17 month old son and uh, my life completely changed 17 months ago. Uh, that that is absolutely brilliant. I've seen some photos of some of the stuff that you do, <laughs> and there, there there is nothing better than being a dad. And looks like you are enjoying it. I really am. Um, I didn't know how much fun it would be. Yeah, <laughs> cool. What one habit would you like to change? Um, I'll get personal. Here's a, one habit I would like to change: is uh, wanting to eat junk food when I am tired or upset or anything like that. That's one habit I would like to change. Oh, cool. Thanks for sharing. Who or what has had the most influence in your, your life and or career? Um, a couple of people in my life, uh, parents, um, my wife's parents, a couple of people that I met growing up as a, in church, just, just people who are good quality people. Um, I'd say there's a handful, maybe less than 10, uh, people that have a, had a bigger impact on me, my honesty, integrity, and work ethic. Um, those three things matter to me more than anything else. And, and those collective people have had a bigger impact than any book, any seminar, any personality. Uh, I'd say that. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Now, the interesting, the last question is, we'll get this right. Now, if you were to be the answer to a quiz show question, what would you like the question to be? You cut out for a moment. Can you ask the question yeah, again? Yeah. I think you're just avoiding it. If you were to be <laughs> the answer <laughs> to the quiz show question, what would you want the question to be? Oh, if I could be the answer. Yeah, you if could be the, the answer. The answer was Jake Ballantyne. Yeah. Um, I would like the question to be, uh, who has inspired you to mm. live up to your greatness? And if they say my name, I feel great. Fantastic. That is awesome. Now, where is the best way, where is the best place for people to connect with you? Would it be the, the Facebook group? Yeah. Or? So if, I mean, I know most of the people here are entrepreneurs. So go and join the speakers, authors, and coaches network. Uh, you can find that um, facebook.com slash groups slash speaker author coach. We give a lot of free value in that group. I'm not sure when this is launching, but in the next 30 days, I'm launching a podcast as well. All the information will come on there. Yep. And uh, if, if you want a free copy of my book, uh, yournumberonegoal.com, you can get a free copy and check it out and hopefully it will help you uh, to reach your number one goal. Fantastic. We'll have that information on some of the platforms that we're going to be releasing this on. Jake, uh, thank you so much. It's your afternoon time over there. The sun is just rising here. So it's okay. a great inspirational start for my day, which is brilliant. Thank you for sharing the insights and helping people really get out there. And I want to encourage them as well to get out there and really look at sharing their message and sharing it out there to the world as a speaker. So thanks for joining us. For you guys that have enjoyed this, make sure you do subscribe. Come and join me over at the Entrepreneur's Locker Room Facebook group and we're going to have another fantastic chat with a champion coming up real soon. Cheers. Thank you. Well, that's full time on this episode. But don't forget to subscribe, rate, and we'd love you to leave a comment. Head over to the Facebook group, The Entrepreneur's Locker Room, where there'll be some great bonus content to help you step up and play a bigger game.